In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Toginet. I am Ron Kulig, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, as usual, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, Marlene Wood. Hey, how you doing? And why are you emphasizing on Queen of Pain? What would you rather me say? I don't the wood? <laughs> no, that no. The wood is here. <laughs> no, maybe not that either. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Anyways, we want to uh, say hello to all our listeners out there in Togiland. That's right. Yep. Hey, hey, guys. Yep. And we have a very, very special guest on the show today. We will have Elvis. Really? Yeah. We will be talking to the dead. Really? Yep. Didn't know that, huh? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's not a problem. We will be talking uh, with Elvis uh, soon. Really? Yeah, but not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I intervene for a moment? Can you intervene? Yeah, because I... Is this an intervention? Yeah, well, sort of. And what? If I give, um, give no, it a drink or something? I just wanted to answer Leslie's question in the chat room. Oh, not Leslie again. Yes. Oh, um, she, she says, is so annoying. No, she's not. She's like every good-looking woman. They're all annoying. All right. Could you let me? Oh, yeah, whatever Because What are you doing, talking over me again? Oh. I know you never do that. <laughs> never do. Hey, by the way, I went back and looked at that show, and by the way, that was when you were injured with your hip operation, and I did not want you to trans-channel, and I specifically <laughs> interrupted to try to keep you out of it. So that's what that oh, was all oh, about. You just went back to try to find a reason. Of course I did. Because I got an email again from this girl. She was so funny. She said, it's so funny that Ron... Do you want me to B-slap her? Wait a minute. No, no. Listen to this. She says, I want to make... She goes, tell Ron that he, he's a very important part of the group. However, I think it was funny that he tried to prove the point that he didn't speak over you by speaking over you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cute. She is in big anyway, trouble. Anyway, um, I wanted to I've bring taken up... her name, and I've see? pasted it up to my bulletin board. <laughs> and if I see her, there is trouble. No, there isn't. I'm anyway. send one of my little ghost monkeys after her. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Anyway. Anyways. Um, Leslie said, okay, Ron and Maureen, I have been thinking again. In an intelligent haunt, spirits communicate with investigators, and mediums uh, can communicate with spirits. God, this keeps scrolling back. Hang on. With spirits who 
who show great intelligence. Now, scientifically and biologically, it is proven that our intelligence is stored in our brains and specific parts of the brain hold memories. How is it then when a spirit leaves the mortal body behind to include the brain, it can think and have, hey, what's the last word? Can think and have memories. Well, first of all, Leslie, um, maybe it's First helped. of all, Leslie, you got way too much time I on your know. Hand to be thinking about this. But no, I think it's, a, good, it's a very good question. She's sitting on the drawing, right? Don't yeah. say that. When you, well, that's when most people have time, right? When not, they have that aha moment. Aha moment. <laughs> anyway, I would say personally, you know, maybe there is some fact, and I'm sure that they have proven that it's held within the brain, but I think when your physical body dies, just because it, with our memories and our, our thoughts are all energy, yeah. right? So you take them with you. You know, it's like taking your luggage with you. <laughs> no, but when you have, when your physical body ceases to exist, okay? Yeah. Your energy continues on, and I believe that all our thoughts are energy. So that says that you take them with you, right? Whatever. So, you know, I believe anyway, Leslie, I that believe whatever you believe. You That's take the I energy want. with you. It's you. It's because your soul. It's your piece of yourself that is not just stuck to a piece of brain that's laying there in tissue. I think there's more to us than that. Right. Whatever you believe in, I believe in, because oh. you're the man. Anyway. The man. We have a very special guest. The woman. I am very, very proud to have this guest on that show. Elvis? Is it Elvis? <laughs> no, 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 almost. But anyways, we have a very interesting per, per person. Perpin? Per person. A perpin. And I'm going to bring her on. Her name is Danielle okay. McKinnon of DanielleMcKinnon.com. And she is, well, why don't we ask her? <laughs> Danielle, you there? I am here. Hey, and I Danielle. Say, you do talk over her. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Are you a woman? <laughs> yes. you are, you, are you a woman? I listened impartially, and you were talking over her. You, you are a woman, then. You're avoiding the question, but I can tell by the tone of your voice, you've either... Uh, had a change, or you're a woman. <laughs> See, you're just finding, you're trying to find excuses. So that explains everything. You're no, right. it doesn't. I need to say no more. Thank you. I like you already. <laughs> but anyways, Danielle McKinney, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know quite a bit about yourself because I went and visited your site, DanielleMcKinnon.com. I am an animal communicator. I call myself an animal intuitive. and I... oh, Like an animal whisperer? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I work with all types of animals, dogs, cats, horses, cows, lizards, uh, and animals who have passed over. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, very cool. Evidently, yeah. you've never heard of uh, McDougal, Dr. McDougal. Oh, huh? my God, he's going to bring that up again. No, no, no. Let's, 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 let's talk to, Leslie. I mean, um, Danielle. That's a pretty name, by the way. Now, I love Danielle. <laughs> we have Anona that is a sign-in on the chat room that said, Maureen, tell Danielle I said hi. Hi, Anona. That's Dorothy. I know Anona. There's really? only one Anona. <laughs> That's Dorothy. It's like another woman. They try to confuse you by changing the name. <laughs> uh, so, so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how you communicate with the animals and... How you get clients and so forth. This is forth. a regular Dr. Doolittle thing, isn't That's it? That's right. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I communicate psychically, so I connect in with the animal. I connect in. You guys were talking about energy before. I connect in with the energy of the animal. Okay. And the animal will present him or herself to me in 
in physical form but in my head, so I'll get to see what they look like or how they want me to see what they look like. And then we'll have a back-and-forth conversation. And I'll have a client there who will ask questions, and I'll kind of be the middleman translating based on what the animal's telling me or showing me and giving that information to their human. Oh, very good. Now, is it through images? It's through all of them. It's through images. It's through words. It's through sounds. It's through feelings. um, It's through knowing. It's through taste. I had one today where um, the animal was telling me the food was wrong, the metal in the food was wrong, the metal content in his food was wrong because of the, uh, and I got a taste in my mouth. And that's Uh. how that dog wanted me to know. Um, And the other part of what I do is I try to connect the person and the animal and look at their soul contract so that we can know how the person and their pet are working together. Okay. So (laughs) let me tell you, Oh, here we go. So I can tell. <laughs> we, we actually, well, you know, Eric, you, why don't you uh, cue the uh, clip that we're going to play here? So, Eric, you want to bring that clip up for us, please? Yeah, can you do that for us? Okay, here's, here's a little clip, and I, I really would like to, uh, you know, get your opinion of it. So. Okay. First heard- about this next story, we candidly weren't at all sure what to make of, of it. It is about an animal on duty right now at a New England nursing home with the job of providing comfort and companionship. And it turns out this animal has an uncanny ability to read people in a very strange way. NBC's Lee Cowan has our report from Rhode Island tonight. On the third floor of the Steerhouse Nursing Home in Providence, Rhode Island, Bedside Manor has a name, Oscar. In between naps, the two-year-old cat makes his rounds, poking his nose into patients' rooms. It's a pretty busy schedule. He only stays when he has to, when he somehow knows that a patient's time has come. That's when he curls up beside them and waits. Jim Abishouse sees Oscar every single day. The other day, I was sitting by Barbara's bed. He jumped on my lap, then he jumped on the bed, but he only stayed a couple of minutes. I guess he knew everything was under control, so he just left which is good. I'm glad he didn't stay. What a relief. Oscar is hardly ever wrong. He's predicted death accurately in 25 cases over the last year and a half. He's been commended by hospice, and now even the prestigious New England Journal of Medicine has taken notice. I think that the accuracy is truly remarkable. Dr. David Doza wrote Oscar's story, mostly out of amazement. This cat has nailed you know, and on every occasion, uh, and frequently we're wrong. No one can really explain it. There are a host of theories. Perhaps it's scent. Maybe he's just used to the nurse's routines. It may all be biochemical. Whatever it is, there is something oddly reassuring about all this. Oscar isn't so much a grim reaper as he is a comfort to those lucky enough to have family members around, or a final companion for those who don't. They just want to know that somebody else is there. They're not alone. They're not alone. A curious cat with a curious gift, providing a quiet answer to that uncomfortable question that all of us will eventually ask. Lee Cowan, NBC News, Providence, Rhode Island. That's our broadcast for this Thursday night. Thank you for Uh being with us. I'm going home to my dog. I'm Brian (laughs) Williams. We'll look for you right (laughs) now. Wow, someone Uh, talked over you, Ron. (laughs) We we want to thank uh, NBC... CBS for providing that thing. So here we go. Here we have Oscar the Grim Reaper. So is that possible? I mean, you can communicate with animals. Does an animal know when you are going to die? Oscar is a really cool case because Oscar's contract with the humans that Oscar lives around is to help them pass. 
So the, the word that they used in there was actually that Oscar predicts. Oscar's not looking to predict. Oscar is looking to do his job to fulfill his soul contract, which is to go to the people who need that comfort and to comfort them as they pass. So it's a little bit different take on how they're looking at it because they're being more excited that, hey, this cat knows what's going on. But Oscar's really just doing his job. Um, I have to say, does anybody watch House? I can't believe how often house comes up in sessions with my clients. Mine, well, this, this radio, we don't talk about TV. I radio. want to mention it. You want to know why? <laughs> yes, because they had this cat thing on house. I know they that. did. Did you watch it? No. No, I don't watch house. House is too much like me to, <laughs> to really enjoy him, right? Exactly. Because yeah, he's a pain in the ass. Anyway, exactly. oh, did I say that? Yeah. Um, but no, it's it was really good. But the funny thing is, they were he was actually a little nervous and terrified of the cat because the cat was predicting. But what he scientifically was trying to do was say that he anybody whose body temperature rose like a fever or was sick or something, and the cat sensed it and wanted to get the warmth then that was how the cat was sensing someone dying. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm just that, saying that's his... And it's, I know it's fictional. I know it's fictional. I know it's fictional. You live in the real world? Do you? Yes. Well, really? Wait a minute. Some of us do. Really? Some of us tend to be grounded a little bit. Not so much you, Ron. Uh, but anyway, can we talk to our guest, please? I hope so. Okay, thank you. So anyways, uh, on one, one thing we have, uh, Oscar, the cat, and, we, and you talked a little bit about he's doing his job. Okay, now I have another little clipping from today's paper, believe it or not. Okay. And this is about a parrot. A parrot who cries of alarm alerted his owner when a little girl choked on her breakfast. Oh, that's sad. As, uh, has been honored, honored a hero. Willie the Quaker Parrot has been given the local Red Cross chapter's Animal Lifesaver Award. In November, Willie's owner, Megan Howard, was babysitting for a toddler. Howard left the room, and the little girl, Hannah, started to choke on her breakfast. Willie repeatedly yelled, Mama, baby! Mama, baby! Mama, oh, baby! God, Ron. And flapped his wings. And Flap Howard him? returned in time to find a girl already blue. Howard saved Hannah by performing the Heimlichen maneuver. The what? <laughs> but said Willie is the real hero here. So, pets, are they harbingers of death or are guardian angels? What is it in her? Is she doing her job in a different way? Absolutely. That's what that parrot's job is. I, I mean, I've run into it everywhere, but a lot of animals, the animals that I work with on an everyday basis are animals who are doing their job through um, a different way, such as pooping somewhere all the time, and the, they're getting noticed for that. But the animals that are being heralded in the press are the animals who are doing their job in a very positive way. But they're getting noticed and they're getting their jobs done. Okay, so you're, you're telling me the animals are put in the earth to do a job? Yeah. So that would make them guardian angels? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> now, let us, let us talk about animal souls. You believe animals have souls? Yes. Okay. Does a, a lion have a soul? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Does a porcupine have a soul? Uh, <laughs> wait, a wait, porcupine wait. has a soul. Let, let uh, me ask, wait a minute. Are you a vegetarian? Yes, I am. Oh, say no more. Okay. <laughs> I grew up vegetarian. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. was just as what I've always done. Right. Um, but you see, what well, there's actually a theory, which I tend to believe more than this, every animal has a soul thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I want to throw it out to you, and, you know, this is my opinion. This, this show is all about opinions. 
Uh-huh. Some are more grounded than others, but uh, just remember sitting here, sitting next to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Close to be smacked. Anyway, all right, let's hear this theory. We, okay. We actually, I actually talked to this about it with uh, another psychic uh, on um, Ghost Chronicles International, which is on Tuesdays at three o'clock. Uh, anyways, um, basically, we believe that pets do have souls, and and what it is 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 they're actually like a sponge. They absorb the souls and energy of their owners. So, for instance, you can look into the eyes of a, a pet, and eventually you get connected with them. And so they are actually an extension of your own spirit energy. That's, it's, it's similar to what I'm saying with the soul contracts, that the animal has a soul, and that contract is to work with their human to help mirror things to their human or point things out to their human so their human can improve their life as well as their pets. It's kind of similar. Hmm. So we're basically kind of sort of on the same table. Yeah, so I don't find your theory to be so far out there. I wouldn't say that they take on the characteristics of the human, but they take on those pieces that they need to take on to get the human to take notice to do their own work. Okay. Interesting. Now, I I think it's kind of funny here. I'm looking at Leslie, right? Her talking chat. If If they were here to escort... If scored to death, then the parrot would have kept his mouth shut. No, she didn't say that. Now, Leslie, wait a minute, Leslie. I'm reading it from the chat room. I'm telling Leslie, if you paid attention to the show instead of typing and playing around, you would understand what we said. The animals here is for a specific purpose, not this general harbingers of death. (laughs) They all have different purposes. Exactly. (laughs) And and here's the other thing is, in that instance with the parrot, the parrot's purpose was to help the girl from not dying. But in a different instance, the parrot's purpose could be to help somebody to die. It's specific to the human. It's based animal and human, and it changes when each human changes. Right. Now, for instance, it may, it, the purpose of the parrot may be not to let that person die, but rather not let that other woman get in trouble. Right. <laughs> real was. Could happen. Could happen. You never know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I, I'm really intrigued with this, this cat. Uh, not cat. No, I have a cat. That's why I say that. And, um, but this animal communication thing. Okay. Um. I believe that you have an understanding with animals. Mm-hmm. They understand you and you understand them. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see the communication. Are you, do you communicate Kate, them with, what? communicate with them because you are psychic? Otherwise, do, are you, do you consider yourself a psychic? I am a psychic, yep. Okay, so you communicate with humans as well. I do. So really, it's not really that you're just an animal communicator. You're, you're a, a communicator. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> but my, um, my own sole purpose is definitely leans toward animals and toward helping animals and people live together and have better lives. Mm-hmm. That's definitely my, the love of what I love doing. Okay. But now, here's the thing. You don't have to be psychic to communicate with animals psychically. Hmm. I teach people all the time who are not psychic, who come in saying, I just love animals and I want to learn to do this. I teach them to communicate with animals psychically without having been psychic, without being able to 
do all that other stuff. Um, let me ask you this. Well, first we want to know where she does these classes because yes. if anybody wants to go take one, I think that would be a great thing to experiment with that anyways. I, um, there's, I'm teaching a class in Beverly, Mass. in May, and I also have a downloadable class that you can get off my website. <laughs> Which is uh, Danielle McKinnon, that's M-A-C-K-I-N-N-O-N.com. Yeah, and it's, it's been a, a, a pretty big success having a downloadable class. And there's a portion of the class that's actually where you can get information about the answers you're getting and communicating with the animals instantaneously because I set it up to be interactive. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty I cool. I go and I download this class. Yep. And my cat's sitting across from me from the table. The next thing I know, we're talking. <laughs> well, I'm not going to have you talk to your cat in the class. You actually talk to four different animals in the class, and then you can go and practice with your cat. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this. I know that you don't want to give a lot away because you're obviously because you're teaching the classes. But yeah, what are you trying if, to say she's money driven? <laughs> would you please? No, but all right. Oh, I'm going to hit him. <laughs> Anyway, um, if there's, you know, our listeners out there, um, you know, have a feeling like they'd like to communicate with the, you know, animals or so forth, is there an easy way for them to get started? I mean, I know you talk about classes, but if they just want to try out some little experiment, is there something they can do? Well, the cool, the, first of all, the cool thing is animals talk with each other this way all the time, so they're already really good at it. So wanting to start with an animal, you, you're, you're starting with health. Um, the best thing to do is to really sit down, write out a few questions that you want to ask your animal, sit down and ask the animal and pretend you're having a conversation in your head with the animal, write everything down that you get as if the animal's answering, meaning you're acting like almost like you're a little kid making things up, but you have to go back to that playful, I'm not doubting what I'm imagining kind of place to start doing it. The best way to do it really is, though, to do some type of class or be in some type of program where you're getting feedback from others or feedback from a teacher so you can realize, oh, my God, I got that, and that's real. You have verification. Right. Confirmation is a good thing, especially when people are talking to their animals because a lot of people talk for their animals but don't listen. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Now, not to put you on the spot, if someone comes to you and says that they have, you know, um, a pet that's passed, Mm-hmm. Um, what is it you need to give them a reading? Wait a minute. I mean, she's talking to dead dogs now? Yeah. Yeah. I, need, I just need a name. It gets a little harder when we're talking like 20 or 30 years ago. It's usually mm-hmm. a little harder to pull up the energy, but in most cases I can do it, but I just need a name. Okay. Most of the work I do is on the phone. So if I gave you a name right now. Oh, you, I you, wanted to give her a name. <laughs> if I gave you a name oh. right now, you could, who are you going to talk to? Max. Oh, God. When did Max pass? Um, I would say probably about, I want to say about four years ago. Oh, that's too long ago. We'll use Goldmine. <laughs> Go ahead. Drop it. All right, Max. Okay. So what do you want to know from Max? Hmm. Well, I had to put him down. Yeah. And it was I, very, te- it was awful. I had a very difficult time. I had no choice. You know what, though? Even though we consider that to be this horrible thing, almost every animal that I've ever talked to has said it was time to go. Like, so you're getting crap about that, but you shouldn't be. (laughs) Yes, thank you. You know, the thing is with him is that 
I think he was having, like, anxiety attacks all the time. Okay. And it, well, it doesn't feel like he was that old. He was, well, he was, like, eight years old, nine years old. He's a big dog. Okay. Yeah. Very large. He, he, I mean, he doesn't come through old. He doesn't come through gray at all. He comes through pretty um, youthful looking. Oh, you must be putting on me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what do you want to know from him? Um, I can tell you that he was having um, panic attacks. Like where he would, you know how he would get like all like huffy and start walking around and walking around? Those yeah. Those panic attacks. He's saying he was having panic attacks. He was having panic attacks. Yes, yeah. he was. But, um, so you asked, are you, do you want to hear? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, you're kind of high strung and he was acting in conjunction with you. So if you notice when you were in a higher strung period, let's call it, so was mm-hmm. he, he would get worse. He was trying to show you what you were doing. Okay. He was actually doing, he, he had a very, um, difficult, let's just say he showed me quite frankly that he was ready to, to go. Yeah, I wasn't actually talking about when he went. He, he, yeah. he's, he's talking about when he was alive, those panic attacks, he, that's how he was working with you, to help you control your stress. Yeah, it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> that's the method he chose. <laughs> it was making you more stressed, yeah. Yeah. But that's what he would, a lot of animals will choose to exactly mirror what you're going through. Some will do the opposite. But um, he was definitely choosing to mirror your stress. So what is your question? Well, was, um, was he good with the fact that I had to put him down? I mean, no, he wasn't happy he was with it. Good. Yeah. Well, the thing uh, was... Okay, oh. I'm not understanding why you're saying he wasn't happy with it, because he, 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 he what? He was fine with it. Well, I, was... I understand that it wasn't an easy death, because he shows me there was resistance, but it doesn't... That doesn't mean that he wasn't okay with it on the grand, in the grand scheme of yeah. things. He was. I, mean, I had to sit there with him, and they had to do two needles. And hold him. I know. And hey, hold him down. That so was good. One wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Danielle, you did good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I just need to finish this before we go on. Okay. He's totally fine with it. He's totally fine with it in the grand scheme of things. The actual moment of it was difficult, but he gets it, and it was time. Okay. Well, that's good. That struggle there, let go of the struggle because he gets it. He feels yeah. better now. That's good. And who's got the white dog? That was Max. Okay. Oh, Max is white? Max is white. Oh, okay. All right. Why? What did you see? What he, color? I saw, I, at first, I saw Max as black, and then I just saw a dog walk forward toward me to, as white, so <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about the white dog, but no. I guess that's Max. Okay. But you know what's interesting? <laughs> Well, it's interesting that you say that, and I'll tell you why. It's because after Max had passed, um, I kept saying, you know, I want to, you know, I want to get a dog, I want to get another dog. But it was a while after, and I kept having, I had this dream of Max, and he turned into a black dog. <laughs> and then Very the cool. next thing I know, I'm like, I'm saying, okay, I, I want to name this dog Liberty. Well, I see this picture pops up on my computer, and it was a Bernese Mountain dog, and he was black, and his name was Liberty. So I went out and bought a black dog that was living. It just happened that he came my way, and everywhere I was going, like paper, literally a paper flew into my car one day, sat on my lap, and it said Liberty. How cool. And it was this whole thing. Well, the whole thing was I got Liberty, and he was a nutcase. 
Um, I, ha- I had to give Liberty back to you. You had another boss. one that had some high-strung high moments, huh? Oh, he was a nut job. I mean, I said, that cured me of having any more pets for a long time. Oh, no. You know what they say, like, like owner-like pet. So I'm feeling bad because I'm thinking Max went through all this, you know, effort mm-hmm. to try to get me this other dog, <laughs> and I gave him back. Well, <laughs> you know what? we got to go, Daniel, and I want to thank you oh, so much man. for being on the show. This oh, you are? Daniel McKinnon, uh, at DanielMcKinnon.com. And yeah. we'd love to have you back another time. Oh, That'd thank be awesome. you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, bye-bye. Daniel. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that blew by. That we'll be right back. Short. Yep, the following message. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinotega, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits. A slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigold Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's best coffee. Hi, this is Elizabeth Foley of Divine Healing, and join me for the Phoenix Hour. Tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on Tojinet every Wednesday from 4 to 5, beginning January 9th. Listen live to the most outstanding names in metaphysics as well as some new emerging personalities in the spiritual community. Each Wednesday on Tojinet.com, there will be straight talk exploring various metaphysical theories, beliefs, healing modalities, and tools for personal and spiritual transformation. Join me as we explore not only angels, but everything else under the stars. Be the phoenix, forever changing and transforming, Every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. And see you then. (laughs) The vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening and welcome to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. I'm Chris Balzano. Ghosts just can't let a person make a buck. It was a case of deja vu this week as two different stories came out of the paranormal interfering with people trying to make a living. The first report came out of Jordan, where workers in Amman are refusing to go back to the job until the evil spirits are exercised from the factory they work in. Head of the Textile Industry Workers Union, Fahalat Amrani, claims, quote, a total of 367 workers belonging to the Sri Lankan and Indian nationals have been on strike at the industrial zone in Jahab, 20 kilometers east of Amman, alleging that their plants are dwelt by devils, unquote. The interesting thing is not just that the workers claim these spirits are getting in the way, what may be more interesting is the company caved in and brought in Muslim preachers to read passages from the Quran, encouraging more than half to return to work. The rest are trying to find other jobs or moving back to their home countries. Those crazy countries and their superstitions, you think? Maybe not. 
According to the Birmingham Mail this week, work has stopped at Midland Historic Castle near Birmingham, England for the same reason. People hired to complete a tourist attraction for paranormal enthusiasts, including a torture chamber in the basement filled with ghost actors, also downed their tools when things became a bit too eerie. People on site saw a strange apparition, were constantly losing their tools, and smelled out-of-character odors like lavender. The castle has a haunted reputation, part of the reason the tourist attraction is planned in the first place. But now the project is going to struggle to be completed before its planned Easter target opening. Rest assured, when it does open, it already has started to build some press for itself. In Ocala, Florida, the real estate market may be having an impact on the paranormal world. The Seven Sisters Inn, one of the haunted landmarks of Central Florida, is facing foreclosure if not sold by April 7th. The bed and breakfast is made up of two restored century-old homes selling for $1.3 million, and they will become the property of First Coast Community Bank and sold at auction if a reasonable price is not offered. Enter Southeastern Paranormal Investigations, or SEPI. They, along with investigator George Mersando, have started an online campaign to save the house, which is registered at the National Registry of Historic Places. Seppi's reputation can be found at www.petitiononline.com backslash 7pet backslash petition.html and more information on Mersando's project can be found at www.savethe7sistersin.com. Of course, both of these can be seen at the Ghost Village News section at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Those were our stories for this week. If you want to find out more about these stories or others, please make sure to visit the Ghost Village News section at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. And wait until next week until we can bring you more of the biggest stories affecting the paranormal community. I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. We're back. We are back. You're listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on Net. I am Ron Kolich. She is Maureen Wood. And the number here is 877-864-4869. Or join us live in the Togi chat room. Okay. I want to clear the air here because I don't want people thinking I'm you horrible. You are there? We, we all know you're horrible. I'm not. Listen, I know that, my, that Max was telling me that it was time. And you know how? Because uh, he, no, no, he had anxiety. He used to, he had Cushing's and a brain. We have a little guilt here, do we? We do have a lot of guilt mm-hmm. because I did it for him because he used to try to break out of the house and he would chase and run around. And then one day I put him in the house and talked to him and said, you know, he had to stop doing this. Well, I remember that. And he slid the window over and with his mouth to open it and he chewed through the glass, ate the glass, swallowed it all. His mouth and it was all cut to ribbons and it was, he had swallowed it all. And he would have run and run away, but he came out and stood next to me and just was dripping blood, you know? And it was like telling me it was time. Oh, my phone is ringing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but anyway, I just want you guys to know that I'm not a cretent. You know, it broke my heart. We all feel for you. Anyways, let's bring on oh. our next guest, uh, who is a regular on the show. She comes in every month, and it is Dorothea. Hey, Dorothea. Hello. Hey, Dorothy. Our favorite astrologer next to David Wells. Oh, shame <laughs> on you. I know. <laughs> he pays me they, more money. Yeah. Which is happened. <laughs> That's a little delayed, Ron. I don't think they actually thought I hit it. It didn't work. Try it again. All right. Good. What? 
I, I pretended to slap oh. him, and he yelled oh, to there leave. You there you go. What, you guys pay for this? Hey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing, Dorothy? I'm doing great. Doing awesome. good. Awesome. And, and those who don't know Dorothy, who are you? I am Dorothy, and um, some people call me Anona, so yes, I have the two names. Um, I'm an astrologer, a professional astrologer. And your website? And my website is naturalrightsandcharms.com. Hmm. And uh, besides the astrology, um, you know, I do intuitive work, I do angel work, and, um, well, since we talked about it earlier, um, I have products online too, so people can go to the website and check it out. Very cool. Yeah. What kind of products? What kind of products? Well, since I'm an astrologer and, and I like to string beads, I have these fun little crystal zodiac um, car charms that you can get. And I also practice Wicca a lot, so I have a number of spell and blessing kits. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Do you like money kits? Yes, I do. It's a prosperity kit. That's right, because in this economy, we need all the little help we can get. Yes, we do. It's so go out there and order those prosperity kits and get prosperous. Yeah, it is, and it's mostly about our attitudes nowadays, <laughs> more than anything. More than anything, it's the attitude that's happening, and, and uh, you can see it in the charts, and, 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 you know, the chart of each day, you can see where people's moods are and what's going on, so. Okay, speaking of charts... Do you actually have the predictions for uh, this upcoming week? I do. Month or whatever it is? I kind of have I have kind of like an overview for the for the um, month of April. Since there you go. That's, since you're monthly, that works out good. I think we should have a monthly overview. But if you want the weekly, you can actually go to a website and uh, look at the weekly one, and you can get a personal reading from her as well. Yes. That would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm, I'm also at Circles of Wisdom on Wednesdays, you know, till 6 o'clock, so people oh. can... Their website's easier to spell out than mine is, for sure. But um, Ron will have a link up soon, I believe. Uh, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, what lies ahead for the great cognac? Okay. <laughs> well, what we have going on to begin with, I mean, right now, in this week, um, a lot of Aries energy. And the most important thing, if you don't know much about astrology, Aries is the beginning. It's the start of a season. And when any sign is the start of a season, it's fire energy, so let's get going. So no matter who you are, you know, no matter what sign that you are, right now the energy, especially with the new moon coming tomorrow, the thing to do is just to initiate and to start something new. So that, you know, you can think about it tonight, and then when the, the new moon comes in tomorrow, um, it's, it's time to really just, you know, let go of whatever isn't working tonight and Tomorrow, you know, set new goals. I mean, definitely, like, tomorrow, you know, today's the first day of the rest of your life. Well, tomorrow is a good way to think of that. So when we wake up tomorrow, it's really good to have, you know, a plan, even just something. Even if it's a, a dream you have at night, write it down. It's, you know, you've initiated it. And that's one of the most important things to do this week, which is, you know, mainly tomorrow. It's very important to do that. And tonight we can get a lot of information from our dreams or if you, if you meditate or things like that. It's, um, it's a good night to get input from your spirit guides, your spirits, or any of whatever you play with. Okay. That makes sense? Yep, very good. <laughs> it, does make, it actually does make sense. And what's inter- interesting is Ron and I will be actually meeting tomorrow, and I was going to ask you if you say starting new beginnings, but how about tying up loose ends? Does that only 
you know, does that construe if you're you're finishing up things? That can, that can. I mean, when are you meeting tomorrow? We're meeting, I don't know, Ron, when are we meeting tomorrow? <laughs> Early in the day, hopefully? <laughs> you're just looking at me like, no. <laughs> you have no idea, huh? He has no idea, no clue, not a clue. Oh, how silly is that? Hey, did Ron, uh, not to interrupt you, and I know... I, Actually, let's finish with your predictions first. Okay. Yeah, let's go through that. Let's finish with that. So once we get into April, what we need to look at, um, we have Venus. The planet Venus has been retrograde for a little while, and it still is. And with the Venus retrograde, a lot of people's relationships are kind of going through an adjustment period right now. And with that, because usually, um, well, when Venus gets into Aries, you know, every year it, it, it goes through this cycle but it's it's when we need to identify what do we need in a relationship, and especially if you're somebody who just gives, 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 and, and lots of times when we have a lot of Aries energy like this, all of a sudden you're going to start getting upset that you're not getting anything back. And so right now with the planet Venus in a retrograde motion, it's a, um, it, it just has you reconsidering what's going on and how you can fix that issue. Now, some people can take this, you know, in the wrong way and just get all mad at people and just break up and or other people can actually take some action and work through work through issues and that's Excuse for growth right it is it is because we need to identify what's going on in ourselves in every relationship because when you have a relationship with somebody that's basically the reflection of what you're doing and they're a reflection of what you should know about yourself in a way kind of like what Daniela was just saying but you know it's a reflection of what you need to learn about yourself especially if somebody's pissing you off <laughs> it's important to ask yourself the question why is that upsetting me so much their behavior and it's right. usually something internal within ourselves and so this is what this is you know kind of the energy that's going on through most of the month until it goes forward in a few more weeks some of the energy that's going through um, we have a lot of really big general energy going on right now as well, which is, you know, the planet Pluto. It's gone, it's going retrograde soon. Um, April 4th, it'll go retrograde till October. And this is, this is when we're going to see a lot of the, uh, big government, um, going, uh, we're going to see a lot of what they've done come into action. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of people, some people backpedaling. Well, they're already doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't go there, though, right? No, <laughs> I try not. To, I try to stay out of political astrology because it just really makes me upset. <laughs> you know, and you brought up a good point earlier, and it's saying I think a lot of it is is your attitudes and intentions. And if a lot of people are in a negative space right now, I think that's only going to increase the anxiety of people. It does. And um, in my in this week's astrology forecast, I think it, it goes up on Friday. I, I write them a couple weeks ahead of time. The one that goes up on my website on Friday, one thing, can't remember the specifics, but I remember a couple of sentences I've written that there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of people that are being are very angry. We can see that on TV with, well, we won't name who, but we can see all of that. But now people are people are manifesting that now in their personal individual lives because right. it's just, it, it, it's catchy. It's just I wish they would give us some good news so we could just, and not the but if. Exactly. And then the bad stuff that tops it off. It's, it's, and this is our, these are free choices. These are choices that we can make now. We can see astrologically how the month is going to go and, you know, how the year is going to go. But it's still all about what our free choices are and the individual freedom that we need to have 
you know, just to move forward. And we can, we, can, we can look at this in our own personal lives as well. You know, what isn't working? What do we keep trying to fix that isn't working? And figure out, you know, it's hard to figure out because sometimes we just get stuck in our own ruts. But it's time to figure out what isn't working in our own personal lives. So what we see in the outer world is a reflection of what's internal as well. So the more we all do our own individual work, the better off and the easier this transition into whatever our new economy is going to be like will be. Now, when you're doing your charts, um, how far out do you, do you do them? It depends on what the client wants. I, I personally like to do out four months because after about four months, they forget. They, they, you know, they can listen to the tape or sometimes I send them my notes if the tape deck didn't, doesn't work, which happens regularly. Um, yeah. So back, <laughs> I need a digital recorder. Um, but usually four to six months is really the typical. A whole year is, is it's too much because at that point I'm only giving you general information of the outer planets. Mm-hmm. And to get a more personalized report, you want one like every four months. That way I'm going to give you the faster moving planets, which are the things that are, which is our daily life. Now, have you, um, Dorothy, have you had a feeling or when you looked into the charts, I know if you're doing it someone for personal, it's only going to be the economic is only going to be kind of out there in the big picture. But have you felt that this kind of things are going to turn around? Yes, but it's going to take a little while. Okay. It's going to take a little while. I mean, I think mainly this, um, the big government planet of Pluto here, I think mainly that's, that's going to take a little while. Things will, we'll start seeing some shifts in May when the planet Saturn goes direct. Yeah. And we'll, we'll start seeing some shifts then. The Saturn is about breaking down, is about structures. And when it's in a retrograde motion, one of the things it will do is break down structures. And so we've seen that. It's been retrograde since the end of December. I think we talked about this before, but anyways, it's there, and so, you know, it's almost finished. So May, it will be finished. Um, it's backwards motion. It's, it's inner look. And so I think by May, we're really going to start seeing some hope. I mean, housing sales were up this last month. I thought that was incredible. Right. Of course, they topped it off with, you know, still the worst in, you know, two years or ten years or something, but it's still it's up, and I think that's a great thing. So we do need to always focus on the good stuff. Right. Right. What I want to know, Dorothy, is that I thought you were my friend. Oh, please. <laughs> As of Pisces, whose birthday was on March 12th, yeah. you didn't warn me that I would end up in the hospital last weekend. I don't have the birth time. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that. You have to send it to me. No, did one? I gave him my info. Did he ever send it to oh, you? Oh, it's always about you, isn't it? I'm just asking. You had to have your dog read. You had to have your astrology hey, read. Hey, 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 this is what? not about you right now, Ron. Okay. Yes, I have it, and we, we, we should talk about it because I did, I did look at it. <laughs> oh, okay, very good. <laughs> uh, Maureen, what are you interested in, in knowing about? Have you had an astrology done before? Um, I've had it actually. David Wells had done it. Um, Name dropper. Oh, stop it! But, no, he he did a you know like a quick um, read of one, and okay. then I actually years ago had one, and they said it was very bizarre, but that's all they said. Oh, no, quick, yeah, well, quick read of one. He did like a twelve-page report. No, I know, but I never mind. How long go ahead, was, go ahead, Dorothy. I mean, how long ago was that? What with, with uh, David? Yes, that was in August. Okay, so you got something for a few months. Well, now, well, it's from August to now, what's happened is the planet Saturn has moved into the area of your chart, into your 10th house, which is your career. 
And that planet Saturn I was just telling you about that's been breaking some structures down in our government, well, for you, what it's asking you to do is to reorganize what you're doing in your career. How stable is your career? How stable is your work? You sure you want to do this on radio? Absolutely. <laughs> that's quite all right, Dorothy. I'm an open book. Okay. <laughs> to say. Yeah, comic book. All right, but you know what? It's, it's Saturn is making a conjunction to Mars in your chart in that area, so you could feel very stuck and very frustrated in what you're doing. Do you have a, a, um, a day job? I do. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny you say it because I have been, you know, working doing the writing, and I would love to do the writing in something more creative. Um, but, you know, financial-wise, it's kind of the time to stay where I am, you know? It, yeah, for a little while. It's, it's not bad, though, I mean, because you have some other things that are coming up that are going to be rather wonderful in the next couple of months. So I think your hard, the hard work that you're doing, I mean, if you feel where you're at is, a, is just, it's just getting worse for you, then you, you do need to leave. But if it's not, if you can work through it and figure out what you don't have to do there, and, you know, just to, to shift the job so it, it feels better. Mm-hmm. If you have the capacity to do that, not everybody does. What do you do? I'm a technical instructor. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Now, you do have something coming up soon. In, in a few more months, Jupiter will be making a conjunction to Saturn in your chart, and that, that tells me that that is about publishing, that is about writing, and it's, and it's good money. Ooh, good. It's good money. It's a, very, it's a beneficial transit it just it just helps you to increase it increases your responsibilities but in turn what comes with that is more money so i don't know if you're going to get you know some other project or assignment that's going to be extra work that you can mm-hmm. you can do that you know will bring you extra income it might mean a little bit of traveling <laughs> yes which unfortunately for work anyway i travel a lot okay all right but you you have more coming up. So there's more coming up. So you're right. It's definitely not a job then to leave at this point in time. But you do need to figure out what is best for you because that's where you're going to, you can use that Aries that's in, our, you know, in everybody's chart somewhere. We all have all 12 signs somewhere in our chart. And for you, this Aries energy and this new moon is in the sector that is about home. So are you going to, if you're being sent out on the road a lot, then your home, will, your home life will be affected. And it is. Yes, it is. You're very on, Dorothy. <laughs> well, it's because you gave me an accurate birth time, because that's it why that birth time is important. But you're in a big healing process right now, too. Yes. So Chiron um, is an asteroid we use. Um, it's located um, in our solar system. Would you run out of planets? No, yeah, but we get to add extras, because they're oh. on. Well, we, do, we are running out of planets, because they've demoted Pluto. So. Yeah, I know. Aww. Only in some, some circles. That's right. Not in mine. It's still here. But this Chiron is um, the wounded healer, and it's between, it runs between Uran, the planet Uranus and Saturn. And sometimes it comes inside Saturn's orbit. And what that's about is that that is connecting. This is a time for you to really amp up your, your intuitive mediumship abilities if you want to, but through healing, through your own healing. Mm-hmm. So whether you do meditations or you've just found some incredibly wonderful new music, you know, something in that idea. So whatever, you, you know your personal life, so whatever healing needs right. to happen for you, that is the key to all of these things clicking into place. Yes. 
And you know, it's funny because I have been crazy, going, going crazy about being drawn into doing painting again. I haven't painted in years. And I've been, oh, my God. Uh, seriously, I went today, and it's you don't me know what I, I go through, Dorothy. Oh, stop it. For me, that's healing because I listen to music, I can paint, and, you know, and it's just to be able to have that freedom. That's perfect. You know, you've got some perfect aspects for, for that creativity. Jupiter is making a nice... Uh, Jupiter um, transiting right now is making some wonderful aspects to your chart. But, you know, besides this, you know, working more, better resources, more money, more, more travel, you know, besides that, the other planets it's making aspects to is just about optimism and good fortune. So right now you, you can't let any opportunities pass you by. I mean, don't overload yourself so much that you're exhausted, but it's important for you to um, really pay attention to the opportunities that come to you. Because, you know, I mean, you know, you could just say, well, when should I gamble? It's like, you know, people just, people who win gamble, people who don't gamble don't win, you know. It's like, right. so it's always a risk, but uh, these opportunities, you have a lot of opportunities around you right now, you know, to create, you know, to um, do what means a lot to you. Well, really, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's good. A lot of good luck. A lot of good luck right now going for you, and it's mainly because there are opportunities in front of you, and it's good luck if you take these opportunities. Hmm. Yes. Oh. That's, that's awesome. You give me a lot to think about, believe me. Okay. And there's some stuff in here um, about a female, and I don't want to go into it because it's kind of tough stuff. So um, just a, a lot of work there. A lot of tough work. So you, can... you know, I was thinking about becoming a female. Maybe that's oh, what you're thinking about. <laughs> about a female? <laughs> like a female female? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? A female, like, motherly figure? Or... Yeah, probably. Probably a mother. A mother figure. Or some, yeah, someone who feels that way. There's just a lot of... There's, there's a, a pretty tough aspect going on to your moon right now. So it's pretty... It's emotional. It's emotional home life. Lots of times it's related to a parent, you know, your mother or grandmother or somebody, uh, somebody very close. Hmm. Okay. We'll have to chat offline, Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a, you know, it's a, it's, yeah, offline. <laughs> well, no, you know, I, like I said, I'm fine. I have no problem with, you know, talking about it, believe me. Just okay. guilt over putting on your Because I do a dog. lot of readings. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you Guilt do. about putting on your dog. Yeah, I do have, I do have that guilt. Yeah. Well, Let it go. Thanks for Let reminding it go. me, Ron. Open to the <laughs> I was universe. feeling better, Ron, until you had to bring that up. Yeah, well. <gasps> oh, it's in the book. <laughs> Ron, be nice. This is Leslie. Ron, be nice to lucky Maureen, and some of her luck may rub off on you. <laughs> you know what? Maureen might be lucky, but it's all bad luck. <gasps> no, no, it's not. No, I, you make your own good luck, guys. That's and let right. me tell you, Ron, if you guys have published it, remember I talked to Laura a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Yeah, she had great aspects for publishing, and I can see similar aspects in Maureen's chart. So, Ron, find the time of day you were born, because these two ladies have good, a um, lot of good opportunities for publishing right now, and hopefully you're not the rock that takes <laughs> so I'm, I'm Yeah, the, no kidding, you're not dragging us down. So I, I, have a, I have a choice, one's going to do better than the other? No, no, oh. no, but if, if, if you're all in this together... They, right. both, they both. So maybe so. So they'll pull you along. How's that sound? Oh, pull me along? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Ta-ching>. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, unfortunately, like the vampire, my birth and the origins are 
Like the what? Mystery. Oh, please. Oh, my God. He just turned 60. Yeah, and that tells you what? On his birthday. I can go back and look at the date to figure it out. I just don't know the hour. Exactly. That's the key. Yeah, yeah the time and the place. Yeah, yeah I know. I really like that, Ron. That would be part. great. But, you know, because it's, it's hard to be completely specific if uh, you don't know what time you're born because it just puts everybody in a different place. So. Exactly. Uh, no, that's why I would never bother you with those little petty okay. things. I don't mind, though. <laughs> I really appreciate you doing this, Dorothy. So, anyways, I'm interested in those prosperity things. Uh, but according to you, I just have to rub uh, Maureen's belly in there. Oh, God, do you have to say that? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> the, moon, the new moon is a perfect time. So what you can do, since, uh, you know, we have this new moon, and it's somewhere around 10 o'clock tomorrow night. I don't have the specifics. I don't have my ephemeris in front of me. Sorry. So the new moon tomorrow night, look on your calendar. Everybody should know. But at the new moon for prosperity, so it's in Aries. So you need to ask specifically what you want, whether it's I want more clients, I want my book to sell, you know, whatever it is. You ask specifically and write and light a green candle. That's all you need to do. Or and you have some patchouli oil, rub the candles patchouli oil if you want. I have patchouli oil too. Yeah, no, I use pretty, that in cooking. It's pretty stinky for some people, but I kind of like it. It is very strong. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to get huge and ritualistic. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. The simpler, the better. But some people need instructions. So the blessing kits that I sell for that, I mean, some people want instructions until they kind of get the hang of it. It's for, it right. Definitely the kits are for newbies. You know, people who just, I know I want to do this, but I have no idea how. So it, it, gives, it gives them a start, and I try to teach people how to do stuff when, in my kits, and the instructions are in there, and it teaches you how to do things so you can do it from then on out by yourself without having to buy the kit if you want to. So, okay, there you go. Oh, Dorothy, you're not going to believe us, but we run out of time. No, before you hang up, what is your website, Dorothy? Oh, it's, forget it. It's like <laughs> 6,000 words. Natural. Yeah. Right. R-I-T-E-S. Charms.com. Naturalrightscharms.com. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm sure. Anyways, Dorothy, we want to thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Once, once again, you've been right on, just like uh, that... Dog, yes, dog whispering person. Right <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you so much, Dorothy. I thank really you. appreciate it. And, and uh, you'll join us again next month. I will. And if somebody wants to get their uh, little astrology done uh, on the air, of course you have to have it done on the air, or uh, we won't do it. That's you right. can uh, actually email me, and I, I need um, your date of birth, yes. where you were born, and the time you were born. Perfect. And I will get that to Dorothy, and uh, we'll get your uh, thing read. So, Dorothy, we want to thank you so much. Go to her site. Check it out. It's good. they got lots of cool little uh, things to buy, too, which are always fun. And thank you very much. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you. Have a good, good night. night. God bless. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Well, that show just blew right by. It certainly did. Yeah. But we learned a lot about you, Maureen. <laughs> it's all about me. That's what you're saying, anyway. So. Uh-huh. See, but, I've been lonely and upset and, and feeling guilty, so I needed that. Yeah. So thank you. Well, don't put your dog down. You won't have that problem. Oh! Uh, so anyways, uh, look at hey, You know how to kill me. Tune in to uh, Ghost Chronicles International on Tuesdays at 3 o'clock and now on Pararex. And we're going to say it's time to wrap it up. And say good night and God, God bless. God bless.
Till next week. Bye-bye now. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us. <laughs>